Helping Women Considering an Abortion on this edition of Truth in Love. Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. We are continuing to vote the month of August to the Planned Parenthood crisis that has really gripped our nation and has forced a fresh conversation among Christians and the wider culture about issues of the sanctity of life. And in the aftermath of the Planned Parenthood revelations, many Christians have expressed their horror at the reality of abortion. That horror is well-founded because abortion truly is horrible. And yet it's one thing to express shock as we address the culture, and it's another thing to draw near to women who are wrestling with whether or not to have an abortion. Uh, We need understanding. And so we don't want to just talk about how to address the culture. We want to talk about how to help women who are struggling with this decision. To help us answer this question, I've asked Camille Cates to join us on the podcast today. She's the Youth Division Director of Healing Hearts, a ministry that helps post-abortive women. And one of the things that I want to ask you, Camille, is to help us understand some of the reasons that a woman would seek out an abortion. Thank you, Heath, for having me. I think there's there's two kind of areas or reasons why women would seek an abortion. The first would be more of a situational, you know, it's what they see um, kind of in their face. So a woman might seek an abortion because she finds herself pregnant, but she's not married. And she is thinking about single parenting and, and deciding in her own mind that she cannot do that on her own. A pregnancy she might feel gets in the way of her educational or career goals, so she would seek an abortion. A couple might be diagnosed with medical problems in a pregnancy, and the doctor is encouraging them or pressuring them even to have an abortion. Could be family or partner pressure um, that they're not ready, or they they're worried about their reputation or their goals, and that it would interfere with them. So there are a lot of situational reasons that a young woman or a woman might find herself abortion-minded or pursuing an abortion. But then something that we like to address as a ministry is really um, not just the situation, but the heart, because there's a there's a heart behind why we would desire why any woman would desire seek out an abortion and at the root of those things are usually three things in particular one would be fear a lot of women are just fearful they're they're afraid of partners leaving they're afraid of losing an educational opportunity um, fear of what loved ones are going to say or do they may be in a in a bad situation in a bad relationship so in their mind an abortion is going to solve or ease that fear selfishness. I, I hate to say it, but I've I've heard uh, young women, women in this day and age, I mean, they don't want to stop their party lifestyle. Uh, heard of a young woman, she was hoping to get a tattoo in that area. So she didn't want a pregnancy to disrupt that. So as much as that kind of shocks us, selfishness is another root and then pride. And really all, all of those forms really boil down to pride. And, and I'm, I'm post-abortive myself and looking back and see and point to some of those things, um, fear, uh, selfishness, and my own pride at the heart of that. But my situation really clouded that. So it's helping women get to the heart of why they think that they need an abortion. You know, that's, that's really helpful. And it, 
it sounds like when we are doing ministry to women who are considering an abortion, we need to think about a couple of realities. On the one hand, there is the sanctity of life, which we want to fight to preserve. But on the other hand, there are practical realities in a woman's life that would lead her to undermine the sanctity of life. And we need to be equipped to help her address those realities. So let's talk about the sanctity of life first. We obviously need to emphasize the importance of life, but how can we talk about that with a woman considering an abortion in a way that will really mean the most to her? You know, I think um, grace-filled truth from God's Word is the best source, the best go-to. You know, most women that are seeking or pursuing an abortion have been lied to, or have believed lies, um, maybe their own imaginings about what life in the womb is really like or what they think it's not. So, you know, when they hear things like, oh, it's just a blob of tissue or it's not really life yet, it's not life until the heart starts beating, those kind of things, they don't understand and they'll justify and rationalize things that will ultimately, like you said, undermine um, the importance of life. You know, I I think of passages like Psalm 139 that are key. A lot of people use that to talk about life. But I think there's a a right way and a wrong way to help somebody from God's Word. And I think oftentimes we can throw out what I call scripture bombs or grenades that we just think we can lob out there into somebody's heart and life and think that they're going to explode and do something great. But, you know, God's Word is more like medicine uh, to our hearts. And so if I was talking with somebody or ministering to somebody who was abortion-minded, I would go to a passage like Psalm 139 and walk through some of those verses, verses 1 through 12, really great passages about the sovereignty of God and how He's our Creator and He knows us intimately. No one else truly on the planet knows what that woman is going through. Um, where she's at, where she's been, or even her future, like God does. And so to walk her through some of those verses there in Psalm 139 would bring comfort to her to know that somebody else knows exactly what she's going through at the time. If you go on to verses 13 through 16, it talks about how he knits uh, life together in the womb. Those are really powerful passages that really can't be ignored. And I like to, instead of just reading those to somebody, I'll, I'll turn my Bible around and say, why don't you read that to me? And reading God's Word is so powerful when the Holy Spirit is also there to help convict and, and speak to life because He is the author of life. So taking them through those scriptures. I also talk about uh, how we are created as image bearers of God. I mean, that's why He is the author of life and the one who determines life is is because he's created, he's put his mark on people as his image bearer. And so the woman that you're ministering to, she needs to realize she's an image bearer created. And you can go back to Genesis or James chapter three and, and show her from those scriptures, but also the, this new life created in her womb is also an image bearer, um, therefore has the right to life. We said we need to emphasize the importance of life. We also talked about how there's these practical realities that we want to address. The last church that I pastored, we had what we called a blank check policy. And if there was a woman considering an abortion, we were just going to start writing checks. I mean, if she needed transportation, we were going to get transportation. If she needed a place to live, we were going to do it. 
what are practical things that churches can do to minister to those practical concerns that women are having that leads them to have an abortion make sense to them? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it's great. I admire that your church does that. Um, I think it would be great if every church would budget that in, in their budget, make it uh, part of their missions because there's the physical need. I mean, people who are used to only having to clothe one body, feed one mouth, you know, now they've got to consider how am I going to provide for this other life um, that I'm now responsible for? And they may not have the means to meet those practical needs. So if the church can come around and, and support and supply those physical needs, that's great. The spiritual need is also there. Obviously, sometimes we don't know where these women are coming from. Some of them may have come out of a domestic violence situation or a rape or their loved ones have kicked them out of the home. They need a place to go. They need counseling for their heart. I love what ACBC does in equipping uh, churches and lay people to counsel from God's word on any issue. Places like Vision of Hope uh, in Lafayette, Indiana, great place for women to go that need residential care, can be helped with their education. That's important. The statistic is that one out of three young women that finds themselves pregnant, only one of them finishes their high school education. Mm. So really helping them to continue on and, and be a life learner is a great, a great goal. So we have brothers and sisters all across the world who share a commitment to life and protecting the unborn. And yet they talk about that in ways that are really ineffective and really harmful. What are some of the stupid things that well-intended Christians do to try to protect life, but undermine their efforts? Some of the things that I have seen that are not very effective to someone who is either abortion-minded or who has had an abortion that needs to be ministered to, social media posts can get a little crazy and uh, very opinionated and sometimes out there, and you're not thinking about the audience at large that you're speaking to. So you may be thinking that you're talking to like-minded people who are on some political agenda with you and forgetting that... The statistic is one out of three women had an abortion by the time they're middle age in our country. So um, you may very well be giving that same message that is hurtful to a post-abortive person or someone who is abortion-minded who's reading it. Billboards. I've seen billboards. I've seen bumper stickers that probably well-intended in speaking the truth about life, but not in love and not filled with God's grace. So I remember seeing a bumper sticker that said, um, abortion equals murder. Any questions? Well, yeah, I have some questions. I have a lot of questions. In fact, are you just going to drive by with your bumper sticker? Do you want to sit down and talk with me and and hear my side and, and my story and what I'm going through and be willing to help in the in the situation that I'm, I found myself in? So. You know, I think that those are some things that people do that maybe are well-meaning but need to be rethought through. Our concerns about abortion aren't just limited to the unborn baby. We are truly concerned about this woman who is considering an abortion. And so how can we as Christians best communicate our care to women who are thinking about this? I think that's great to think 
think of it as as both. We're ministering to both. You know, Jesus said the second greatest command is to love your neighbor as yourself. You have to realize that you're dealing with two neighbors. You're trying to love two people, the woman standing in front of you and the baby that is being carried in in their womb. And we can't forget sometimes um, their, their husband or their boyfriend also. So there can be several people that you're trying to minister to. I think one of the greatest ways that you can communicate care to them and, and concern for them is expressing commitment. Are you going to be there to help them uh, through this pregnancy if they choose life? Are you going to be there from beginning to end and be there as a support as a church, whether that's finding resources for them at a, at a local pregnancy care center? Your church is going to provide uh, clothing, help with rides to doctor's appointments, some people don't have means, so they need uh, support to be able to do, um, to give care like they need to for their pregnancy and beyond. And I think that's that's the thing is we got to remember we're not just about saving babies. We're about life and uh, sharing the gospel. We can't forget that uh, there's spiritual needs there as well. And so we're ministering to them practically and spiritually at the same time, knowing that they have our utmost commitment to them. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. If you would like more information about the ministry of Healing Hearts, you can visit them at healinghearts.org. And if you'd like more information about our association, you can visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.